You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well, hey there, everybody. It's me, Joe Thrash and Kill. You're listening to another thrilling episode of The Toilet of Hell Radio Show. I'm joined today. Got a full house uh, to my right-hand side. I'm looking here. Uh, I got uh, I got the internet sweetheart, the golden boy. You know him, you love him. Sometimes we call him 365 Days of Horror, but most of the time we just call him Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I'm good. Lashana Tova. Happy Rosh Hashanah, everyone. May it be a happy and healthy and sweet new year for everyone. Uh, happy Rosh Hashanah to us one and all. Uh, and hey, we over here on the other side, we also got somebody you haven't heard in a while. Uh, we're talking, of course, about Breno. Breno, how are you? Doing fantastic. Uh, Jordan, a, a massive thank you to you and your people. Uh, egg noodles were on a fire fucking sale yesterday. So very excited about that. Um, other than that, I've, I've been all right. I, uh, I, I recognize the absence. Of course, I had a very busy couple of weeks. Uh, went to Bar Harbor, Maine to celebrate my 10-year anniversary with uh, the missus and uh, just sort of had to stay busy for a while. But I'm, I'm I'm back. I'm here and I'm ready to not be here for October. So this is when you get me. So enjoy it while you can. Uh, for folks that are just now coming around to listening to this podcast, that's weird. Uh, first of all, I'd yeah. say that's a very strange thing to do at this point in time. How dare you? Um. First of all, like it takes a lot of gall to come here if you haven't done the homework of listening to 392 prior episodes. Uh, so why don't you uh, why don't you do that emotional labor and then come back to us, sweetie? Okay. Jesus Christ, are we about to celebrate our 400th? Yeah, dude, it's gonna happen. Like I don't know, in like I think two months, two months maybe, Good. less than that. Fucking lord! All right, fantastic. Uh, it's good. It's it's not weird at all. Uh, anyway, for yeah, for, for you weird uh, newcomers, uh, every October uh, we do the uh, October Spooktacular in which we have guests join us every week to discuss uh, one horror movie or another. Um, we've got a slate of great guests lined up. We already recorded our first one. Uh, it's going to be a killer episode. Uh, you can go ahead and watch. God, how do you fucking pronounce it the way that Andrew told us we were supposed to pronounce it? Impetigo? It's fucking Impetig... Impetigo? I, I thought Impetigor. I thought it was Impetigor, but Andrew yeah. was like, no, it's Impetigor. I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't yeah. that doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, it's Andrew mm. Lee from Rip to Shreds uh, who is joining us for that episode. So uh, all, all month long in October... Uh, we got guests, and uh, as a result, uh, Breno, Breno is getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So uh, you're going to get me just this episode, and then I'm going to take another extended break, and then you'll get me on some episodes after that, maybe. So um, wait, 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 wait. I've got one more I'm thing. To pl- I got one more thing to plug. I'm waiting. Uh, in addition to the October Spectacular, we have a Patreon where you can get yes. bonus episodes. Uh, we're going to record the bonus episode a little later on today, so if you're a big fan of Metalcore or Pennsylvania, uh, be sure to join us for that one. I, I'm, I can't say I'm a Everyone fan of... Everyone unsubscribes. I can't say I'm a fan of either one, but we're going to go ahead and talk about Pennsylvania and Metalcore 
alongside a few other things as well. Uh, I trust uh, if you if you don't like this episode, there's like 90 bonus episodes on the Patreon you can get into. So uh, there's something for everybody, including mixtapes that I slave over every month and nobody appreciates. Listen to those goddamn things. They're they're my love letter to all you all, all of you. Okay, uh, plugs over. Back to the show. Patreon.com slash Toilet of Hell. That's uh, with an OV because we are very called. And, you know, uh, there's another OV mentioned in the news oh, boy. this week that I wanted to, to get into with you boys, if you're so willing. Um, very, very small, itty-bitty, tiny little itty-bitty death metal group as far as I so, can tell. So here's the, here's the thing that kind of uh, chaps my ass. Yeah, uh, this was a band that I had like big upped into like my top ten year end list last year. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, we'll not do it again, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, don't you hate when that happens? You're like, ah, I'm gonna help break this tiny little band, and instead they fucking spill their dick all over the table. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> we were talking about off the arrow. The band Worm has a new album coming out, and I listened to the promo of it. I'm like, hey, this is pretty good. Can't wait for something really bad to be said about them. Yep. <laughs> it's like you could set your watch to it at this point. I feel like the first mention of Milkshake Duck was probably like, what, 2011? It's been a long Still while. It keeps happening. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is a band uh, out of uh, Florida. Uh, they, do, uh, they do death metal with like some psychedelic uh, production flourishes, which I thought sounded pretty cool, uh, and apparently, uh, apparently these guys are not that cool, not that cool at all, actually. <laughs> um, I will say, you know, I, I'm, I think over the the years we've kind of gotten a little bit beyond like excoriating tiny little bands that nobody cares about uh, for you know all of their uh, alleged crimes, but we're gonna have to talk about this one just because. This is a lesson in what not to do online. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. What How do, do we? I mean, sorry, go ahead I, there. I, no, I just I, I want to discuss like what you can do instead afterwards, because um, yeah, it's it's like uh, imagine you're in this situation, right? Uh, you have a particular member of your band, and you guys have a, a ton of fun palling around drinking beers, giving each other atomic wedgies, you know, shooting each other with Nerf guns in your practice space, just big old pals loving on each other and making that sounds like metal music. Yeah, that sounds like fun to me. Right, right. But then somebody, anybody, somebody, anyone uh, talks about how one of your very good chummy old pals ain't such a nice fella. And, uh, you know, it, it, it sours the, the McDonald's Play Palace ball pit. You guys are just jumping around together in, you know? Yeah, I, I hate that. I hate when my uh, balls are sour in the McDonald's play pit. Yeah, imagine you're in that situation. Just yeah. empathize first and foremost. So, you know, I think if we do that, we can proceed with this conversation with as much maturity as possible. Okay. All right. <clears throat> uh, Jordan, <clears throat> uh, apologize. My throat's falling apart. Uh, Jordan, um where should we start with this one? You were just getting choked up uh, on the news about the band Warflurch, who, uh, if you're on Twitter, you probably know because people just shout their name into the void and 
sometimes people respond because that's how death metal Twitter works. Um, Do you surprise? This is a pretty this is a pretty small band, I would say. It's a small band, but I only know about them because of Twitter. So. You don't you didn't see them on my top ten list last year, then? I don't read anything. You all right, do. all right, all right, all right. Um, but yeah, so, so it was surprising to the point where like I thought they were a signed band because I've seen enough people talk about them, but maybe mentally I've mushed them together with all the other internet death metal bands that people talk about. Your uh, your halves, your bolt mm. throwers, your uh, who's another good one. Um, Every time I mention Blood Incantation, I get skewered. Yeah, Blood Incantation. Uh, I'm blanking on the one that's on Prosthetic Records. Undead. Oh, you know, yeah. It's just there's a lot of, in the past few years, the old school death metal revival. And a lot of names getting thrown around repeatedly. And they yeah. all kind of have similar logos. A lot of them lean into like bright colors. That's a thing now. Uh, taking it back to our metalcore discussion, it's like 2006 metalcore shirts, but now it's unreadable, unillegible logos. And uh, Ooh, I have not, shirts. I have not considered that comparison before, and that makes me a little bit uncomfortable, to be honest with you. <laughs> You're gonna find uh, death metal bands with goofy-looking dinosaurs taking the bites out of the heads of the Kardashians or something. Yeah, bubbly logos. Yeah, we're going back to that. It's Ooh. been 15, 20 years at this point. It's gonna happen again because everything old is new. Um, as seen by you sneakily taking a picture of someone wearing Jenko shorts at a show okay. two weeks ago. So to be fair, I don't, I don't know if that guy was like a lifer or like what his deal was. He he could have yeah. gone either way. I don't know if it was ironic or not. Do you mean like he wore Jenkos every day since Jenkos were a thing? Yeah. Or, yeah. He, he right. looked like he might have. So I, mm. I don't think he was one of those goofs with like an ironic mustache or whatever. It's like, look at how silly I'm being. I think this might be just a dude that likes Jenkos. <laughs> yeah. For the kids that don't know, Jenkos never start off as shorts. Uh, you, you had to walk through the muck with them. <laughs> and then you had the fucking string flapping around after just you know, sweep it up the streets and then you had to eventually cut them into shorts, which, you know, never goes above the ankle. Never, never, never. He's the type of guy who refers to himself as evil Steve with like three E's. He's from hell, Michigan on Facebook. <laughs> All right, back to what we were talking about. We're getting <laughs> off track. Uh, so yeah, uh, a couple days ago on social media, Wharf Lurch had addressed some accusations that, Again, they're not a, a well-known band, but they were like, if Breno brought, busted into the room right now and said, all right, guys, I know there's stuff going on about me and a Baconator. It's not true. <laughs> We'd all be like, well, now we think it is true. It's not fucking no one was, true. Well, no one was talking about this, and now that's all we can think about. And that's kind of what's happened with this story. With Some accusations were made elsewhere, which we've been able to find since. But Warflurch has come out and said in multiple statements that multiple. they don't believe that this is true. Mm. So these accusations came out like three months ago, right? In various forms, it's come out a couple of months ago. There was one post on Instagram speaking about one specific member, who uh, the guitarist, who refers to himself as Kerr. His real name is Stephen Klein. <laughs> <laughs> we found him. We found evil Steve. I mean, if you thought like Cud and Rhino was bad in 1999, 2000 for Mudvayne, this is worse. 
Um, so he also used to be the guitarist for the band Grave Gnosis or Grave Gnosis. Mm. Uh, of course. Uh, and there was, uh, they played at Shadow Woods Festival in 2016 in Maryland, and someone had posted about uh, this guy being a creep, sexually harassing, uh, sexually assaulting, a whole bunch of bad stuff. And two days ago, on Instagram and then on Twitter, Werfler put out multiple statements. One that says, we as a band were aware these accusations were made, and in retrospect, wish we would have addressed them sooner. We don't want to be dismissive to anybody that has experienced SA, sexual assault, mm -hmm. and advocate for the people who have come forward. The only reason Werfler has become what it is is because we are a group of individuals that share the same core values and wouldn't associate with somebody who has a lack of respect for consent. This being said, when the <sighs> allegations were initially made, it was discussed within the band, and knowing the character of our guitarist, it made them easy to dismiss. We Wait. apologize for not mentioning it sooner and recognize that silence can be perceived as assuming guilt. Yeah, I know Evil Steve. He wouldn't do that. Um, so wait, they're saying <clears throat> we, we take, we take this very seriously, but because we know this guy, he didn't do it. <laughs> we take it seriously, but we haven't talked about it for months. But now that we have to, cause other people are talking about it. We've done our own deep investigation. We've uh, been working in shifts. We have magnifying glass. There's a CSI Miami supercuts, and, uh, we know the dude and he's always been cool to us. So no biggie. Yeah. Oh boy. That's uh that's that's really bad. Surely they can't do any worse than that, though. Uh, it should also be mentioned that uh, on this uh, Twitter post that the comments were turned off, which is never a good sign. Uh, but that didn't stop people from quote tweeting it and just uh, giving them a 10 punch combination to the head of just, you know, obviously and rightfully ragging on this because you started off so strong and then just. Uh, Sat on your balls for the second half of that yeah. statement. What? Yeah. yeah. What was this guy's uh, stage name again? Kerr. 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 Imagine that conversation. It's like, uh, hey, man, uh, me, Mung, Spunk, you know, the boys were talking. And, uh, you know, we wanted to uh, we wanted to kind of just talk to you about this real quick. Some, some people are saying some stuff. And um, it never occurred to us that you were that kind of guy. Thank you. I'll be here all night. So I think the funny thing is uh, he's the only member of Warflirch with a fake name. Really? <laughs> it's the name like works. that. You know, it's not like uh, – I think it was um, Ghost Bath. They all have names that are different Chinese symbols. And then there's like Bill on drums. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kerr is the only one. There's a Mick or a Mike, M-Y-K. But then there's John and Carrie. That's so fucking lame. Yeah, like, you, you the one guy with the stage name. That's, you can't. Yeah, that's that doesn't bad. work. You got to all do it or none do it. That's sorry, yeah. guys. So that one statement wasn't enough because they had to tweet again uh, a little less than twenty four hours later. To be clear, mm -hmm. he was accused of harassment, not all caps abuse, and of is spelled O V. And as a website that is <laughs> called Toilet of Hell, that's deeply embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're not uh, being uh, sincere with our shit. <laughs> I yeah. think that's the difference maybe here. 
we we kind of do it because it's very silly uh, and making fun of metal. But uh, boy, if you're going to uh, disavow some pretty serious accusations, I don't think that's the time to be using your uh, your bullshit like uh, uh, cool metal guy speak, your elite speak, as it were. <laughs> yeah, it's like for a, a goofy website name, it's not. Uh like a sexual assault conversation in earnest. Yeah, yeah. That that sort of grammar should be used. And also just the statement itself is pretty bad. It's like the... He was... uh, They don't give a a Nobel Prize for attempted chemistry. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he was accused of harassment, not abuse. What's the big deal, guys? Um, oh, yeah, it, there's there's not really a circumstance where that's a winning move to make that statement with or without your goofy elite speak. Um, no, I, I think, wasn't accused of murder. I was accused of manslaughter. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you've kind of dug yourself into a hole with with that line of logic, I guess. Or it's like a, I'm not a pedophile. I'm a whatever. A bibbophile. Liking fifteen year olds. It's like oh well then. Excuse me. I apologize. Um, unfortunately, uh, Warflurch, uh, I think I saw it get up to like, um, I think it, they got three likes on that one, something like 95 quote tweets on it, uh, <laughs> bef- before deleting the tweet, unfortunately. It was a ratio and a half. Yeah. Uh, Screenshots last forever, baby. Cause I right. still got them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, as that thing was up for a long time, way like, longer. Like as I was seeing people really like swing for the fences on this shit. So uh, you, you kept it up far longer than it should have been. <laughs> absolutely. Well, and the thing is, that wasn't the only post they posted. Again, they were tweeting through it, which don't do that. They said it's a very human trait to speak with full confidence, even vehemence, when one knows next to nothing about the subject at hand. Well, I and bet that would go problem. pretty well. Yeah. <clears throat> somebody, the greatest roast of all time is somebody quote tweeted them saying that with a photo of Jordan Peterson and <laughs> just applause, man. That that was the one that was like they, they took the ratio away and like <laughs> hundreds of likes. Like it was the band. Than people it was the band Sublation band. who we just premiered a song oh, on the website this right. week. Yeah. Good for them. Good for you guys. That's funny as fuck. Uh, pretty pretty silly pretty silly stuff overall um <clears throat> i think this is probably uh the 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 end of uh you know me doing anything at all for this band ever <laughs> this this exact segment here uh is the last time that i uh, remember they exist and we'll probably call it there just never stick your neck out for anyone i mean it's yeah. only bitten me in the ass that's it so uh so like we said very small band I can't imagine they're extremely well established. Like I can't imagine they've been doing this for like a decade plus, you know, like no. I, I'm, I'm sure that I don't know. There, there's a couple options here. Not all of them good, but if you're going to do the dumb thing, like if you're going to be an asshole about this, uh, the business move would be to say nothing at all and let it blow over. Bingo. Yeah. You were doing really well with just pretending it didn't exist. And then, right. um, and then, yeah, you, you, you fumbled. You fumbled badly off an I mean, when you ass. When you can't ignore it anymore, you, they could have just said, you know, we know the accusations, we take this very seriously, and that's it. Yep. So you, like, acknowledge it, and 
it at least sounds like you're working on something and when everyone forgets about it in six months if you want to do you can continue on and it just sticks around as a rumor but nope it's just constant going up and down balls getting squashed with all these comments and then deleting them yeah um or you can get uh, a different guy and we talk about the guy in the band all the time it's very possible that this guy could have been the guy uh, considering that what we said, he was the guitarist, right? Yeah, there's I mean, other guitarists out there. It's Florida. Yeah, they you can. Yeah, you can throw a rock and hit a death metal guitarist in Florida. Yeah, Florida is fucking rotten with these guys. It's not absolutely. It's not hard. Absolutely, but I mean, if he wrote everything and you know, kind of does all the work, and then goes over the basis and goes, okay, so put your fingy here and then bring it down here, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. then uh, you know, it's really kind of tough to. Uh, move on from that if you got to get rid of that particular guy. So, uh, yeah, then if if that is the case, I would probably just break up the whole thing. And then luckily he had the wherewithal to come up with a stage name. So if he were to try to start something else, he could have just been Steve. He just goes by Ruck instead of Kerr. I think that'd be good. Yeah, he's like the the inverse now. He's he's virtuous. (laughs) Yeah, yep. Where's all white band shirts? Um, well, let's let's maybe move on here a little bit. I think that sure. uh, we have talked far longer about Warf Lurch than uh, <laughs> anyone should anyone should ever ever give credence to. Yeah, it's just funny. Uh, Jordan, you you've been watching uh, you've been watching any baseball lately? Uh, I I don't have cable, so a lot of the games tend to like be on ESPN mm-hmm. or on some team specific networks, but uh, I watch some highlights when I can. I, I follow the teams that I like and see them put 15 second clips on YouTube or uh, Twitter or Facebook. You follow multiple teams? Just, just the Yankees. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Rangers fan, uh, which uh, and on that note, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, no, no, almost done here. Uh, you know. I'm going to take my iced coffee and leave. <laughs> you sounded like an Australian there, dude. Taking your, taking your ass, Kathy. Both of them are criminals. <laughs> Unfucking believable. After everything we've been through, I. Eh? Um, but you know, none of us are, are Chicago guys, so none of us follow, you know, the the, the Cubs or the White Sox, uh, or you know, I guess those are the only teams there. But uh, unless it comes to pizza, yeah, uh, you know, I it's fine, whatever. I prefer not to eat, you know, like a a pile of shit. I want something. A bowl of tomato sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking delicious. Uh, but I did see uh, a uh, White Sox game the other day against uh, the fucking, uh, what are they called now? The Guardians? Is that what it is? Yes. Uh, they got a special- Some racist name that had to be changed. <laughs> the Guardians is a better name, at least. Let's go with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, saw that uh, they had a special guest out there throwing out the first pitch. Uh, you, you, have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Yeah. I did. You did? I like a like a video of a uh, uh, a pretty lame pitch, but you know, you got the mask on out there. I saw it. That's okay. All I'm saying. So you you saw Papa Emeritus, the uh, 666th of the successful uh, social media band uh, Ghost. Yes. Um, he was out there dressed uh, in a White Sox uniform, 
looking which is some which is somehow dorkier than everything else he's worn before he looks, it just looks so funny he looks exactly like a baseball fury here it is such a strange look <laughs> yeah, he, um, he, he did the face baseball. paint he yeah. did the face paint but wore like an actual uniform with i think cleats and everything that's that's a weird move. You don't typically see that with somebody throwing out a first pitch. But to be fair, this guy's from some fucking Nordic country. He's, they don't have baseball over there. Uh, even the fact that he was able to get that ball a good 30 feet out of there, I mean, that's kind of a, a triumph in itself. Uh, you know, yeah. they, they don't have baseball in Ikea. The catcher didn't miss it, so. Yeah, I mean, he was he, he was moving. <laughs> right. He had to run for it, but he didn't miss it. Yeah, for, for our international listeners who don't really know baseball, for... Uh, professional and even minor league baseball games there's the ceremonial throwing out of the first pitch and it can be any sort of celebrity local person uh, sick kid anything you'll see all sorts of stuff and um for the most part like it's never newsworthy it's only really ever newsworthy when people can't throw and there's all sorts of videos you can find on youtube like uh, 50 cent famously had a bad throw uh, Carly Ray Jepsen and uh, a few other people where it's just no one ever taught them how to throw a baseball. So yes. it just goes wild. It doesn't reach the plate. It dribbles down like Mr. Burns throwing it. The, the Jepsen so, one is my favorite because it goes a good six inches before it hits the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and I um I would practice a lot if I were uh, to be some sort of celebrity to get up there. I would I would hire like a personal trainer for the week before and really work on my curveball you know i mean one of the most famous ones was george w bush after 9-11 during the world series at yankee stadium throwing a perfect curveball strike yeah we all saw it i mean and we all went yeah america th- that's yeah. the thing though like he wanted to be a baseball player all of his life he uh, he ended up buying uh, the rangers and you know ruining that team for another 10 years <laughs> So like this this was his thing. This is what he was there to do. He was not there to his greatest uh achievement in life rather should have just been throwing out that pitch. The other stuff was ancillary. <laughs> <laughs> and there was uh I saw a story about it. Um it might have been like an ESPN 30 for 30 just a, a brief thing and he was warming up like in inside the stadium before and Derek Jeter was watching him and said don't bounce it. Like, he was giving him a hard time before, like, the most important pitch in the country's history. Yeah, jeets. Um, anyway, uh, where are we with this? So, fucking yeah. uh, the ceremonial first pitch. Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, I guess Ghost was promoting a show out in Chicago. Is that why they were doing it? I guess so. It's the only thing that makes sense to me, right? <laughs> Someone uh, in the White Sox organization saw them on TikTok and then was like, oh, let's get these guys. So um, I don't use I don't really use TikTok. Do you guys? No. Every time I try, I'm instantly reminded it's not for me. It's not for us. It's it's definitely not for our generation. And it's so cringy when anyone over the age of thirty is using it. It's, nurses doing happy dances oh, while people are dying all around. God, them. it's it's so for the fucking. You should lose your license over that. I'm yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. Pretending to cry and little boxes talking about. Oh my god, those patients. Seriously, like I, I really, I really loathe uh, the profession uh, when when I see that kind of shit. <laughs> mm, ladies, do you think it's weird that I just want to walk up behind you and give you a smoochie on your little neck and 
put down my Call of Duty game for like 20 minutes. <laughs> what what are you doing here? Shit like that is on TikTok. <laughs> you got like these POVs of perfect boyfriends and uh there's like these uh Zoomer kids all named Tyler and they all have <laughs> cross earring and they all have like uh either a bowl cut parted in the center um or like the, like the, Nick Carter shit or the, or they got the curly like, fries on top or just like this super uh fuzzy dead raccoon in need of some sort of conditioner dry ass wild hair just sitting on top of an otherwise shaved head real bad stuff zoomer kids the hair game is not on it with your generation i promise it is not lit for real for real (laughs) no straight cap not bussin um I think my problem with TikTok is I like I'm a reader. I like to read things. Uh, I don't want to watch videos, and I certainly don't want to listen to videos. And so much of the internet over the last ten years or so has been uh, trying to erase people like me, and uh, I fucking hate it, dude. I'm never gonna fucking turn on audio in public for anything. So just stay the fuck away from me. Right. Um, but so I think Ghost recently became uh, bigger on TikTok because one of their uh, songs from several years ago. So it's not a new song. Um, they, somebody slowed it down and put reverb on it and then started putting it in the background of some stupid fucking TikTok stuff. Okay. Whatever. It so, could be like you walking around your souped up car. It could be you showing off your nails. doesn't matter. So my Just wife, some, my wife yeah. explained this to me. Yeah. She's like, there are trends with the audio that people put on the background of their TikToks. So for months at a time, people will be using the same fucking baby talk fucking voice or like rugrat sound of like intro theme just for your animal videos or whatever. But like people are using the same handful of audios at a time because that's, I don't know, I guess they don't have a better idea of what to put in the background of their video. Right, there's a, there's a direct correlation between each song and whatever stupid meme you got going on on TikTok. Yeah, so apparently that, that ghost thing is a thing here. So um, I know that ghost is, you know, one of the, the few success stories, like in terms of, of rock and roll over the last God knows how many years now. It's been pretty fucking dire in general, so we should be celebrating their success or whatever. If you fucking care, I don't. I don't care. Uh, but that that TikTok trend uh, is so much bigger than I thought it would be. Uh, I'm looking at their uh, Spotify uh, analytics right now. It's a uh, "Mary on a Cross," which is the song that apparently uh, has been memed on TikTok. 112 million listens on. God Spotify. damn. Yeah. Million. That's fucking insane, dude. But like, I don't know. Their other hits kind of get up there too. No, th- I'm, nah, nah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. The, the next biggest one is Call Me Little Sunshine, which is almost 30 million. That's not 112 million. All right. Now we're going to go. Now we're going to argue because that was a, that was a big hit from their latest album. Sure. Okay? But it's, so it's the you, big hit was only a quarter of the TikTok song. All right. Click on. Click on like message from the clergy, which is by the way, they so what Ghost did to kind of answer for all of this is on Spotify, they just kind of made up a best of album. Uh to so that anyone who's interested in checking out Ghost will kind of get all of their big hits 
in one collection. So they made This Is Ghosts instead of like, normally Spotify auto-generates this shit, but the band itself put it together. The, the, the band itself put it together, right? They just took all their big hits and put them on one thing. So you'll see that like Square Hammer has more hits. Square Hammer! It's been out... <laughs> Yeah, that's the song. <laughs> it's been out. Uh, it's been out multiple years at this point. But uh, Square Hammer had just as many hits. And the other thing about Square Hammer was it's, it wasn't released on the main fucking album. It was some weird ass EP after the fact. Same okay. thing with Mariana Cross. Okay. Very strange when it comes to like single releases and stuff. Um, but I mean, what I'm saying here is though that they would not be hitting 112 million listens on this without this TikTok thing. So, uh, I don't I don't know what it would I'm sure that there are, you know, uh, thousands of people in a fucking sterile lab right now trying to recreate whatever the hell happened here to make a, another band uh as successful, but uh uh boy, this is really a lightning in a bottle on this one, I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean the the band's been big. <laughs> They they've have, been big, but not that big. They've been that big, brother. They got 107 million listens on Dance Macabre, that huge-ass song that was on every radio station ever. Was it? That Metal Dudes hated. It's all... They, they've been that big, I, I'm telling you. All right. Well, regardless, um, I think that they probably... Oh, my God, dude. I fucking... I guess I miss it that this version that's on that's that's getting all the the listens on Spotify is yeah. specifically the slowed and reverbed version yeah, from Spotify. That's, that's uh, from, the thing I was going to bring up TikTok. The, right, right. The band they on this stupid best of collection they they put Mariana Cross slowed plus reverb on the on the album and it's it's it, there's literally nothing else to it. Somebody just cranked down the BPM a little bit. And then added a lot of reverb. I mean, that's cool. I love that. But they are missing an essential element here in that nobody chopped it. It needs to be chopped. Yeah. It needs to be chopped to the second you'd put it on TikTok. Yeah. I do like that the person who actually did this reverb thing, like this wasn't the band originally, right? No. So some random person did this and they get exactly zero (laughs) dollars. Yeah. Well, they kind of should, right? Because... It's not their work. Right. You can't. I can't just take um, something from Kendrick Lamar and slow it down and put reverb on it and expect anyone to put him to get all of the money for that. It was like it reminds me of this time when um, on the Super Bowl, they did the meme with SpongeBob playing like all the SpongeBob characters playing on horns to introduce some rap song. And then the rapper actually came out um, because it was like a very famous tweet or something that that someone had done where they did the uh, the Spongebob guys playing the the whole Coliseum to this rap song and so they took that idea and then they played on Super Bowl now on the Super Bowl now after that happened the kid who originally put that together had a fucking gigantic public meltdown about it on the internet about how no one asked him for permission <laughs> and, and no one asked, and he didn't get any money from it, any recognition from it at all. That's not how this and, shit works, kid. And that's not how it works. He was destroyed in the comments because he doesn't own SpongeBob. He doesn't yeah. own the, the rap guy's music. I don't know anything about rap. So like but, doing, doing all of this shit, shit, like this is only for it's for your own edification or for getting clout, but like right. you're doing somebody else a favor 
and it will only bring you pain in the end. I once bricked a PC uh, because I was trying to chop and screw dreams by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> and I downloaded some real sketchy shit that just destroyed my computer. But it was worth it to me because I wanted to do it like... Play, players only love you when they're pl- playing. <laughs> that was important to me at the time. <laughs> yeah. And there are all sorts of avenues to do that. And that's one thing with TikTok is that it's a Chinese company. So people get away with a lot of copyright shit that they probably shouldn't have. I, I feel like the reason TikTok is so successful is that you can play some fucking Rugrats music or some Lion King shit in the background of your dumb Disney adult video yeah, uh, without getting in any trouble because everything's based in China and the, the original owners of that uh, of those audio clips can't really do anything about it. Well, not yet but I'm sure that they're, again, in they're, a lab trying to figure out how to make you pay for it. They're working on it. Yeah. So, but yeah, really kind of an interesting story of a band who who took their, their meme song and, uh, and made it a thing. Yeah, and then he threw out a bad first pitch. Because yeah. <laughs> it was wide and to the left. He didn't bounce it. I'll give him credit. He made it all the way to the plate. It wasn't within the strike zone. Yeah, it was sky fucking high, too. He launched that thing in the air. Heck of a job, Toby. There yeah. was uh, other people that posted videos of this, but someone from the crowd had shot like him walking out, and he had to do a brief, like real quick stop because they were, the team was warming up at the same time, and he almost got brained by a ball. Oh my oh. god! Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, one of those alternate universe things—a sliding doors experience could have happened. Could have happened. Oh. Just I, I can see the pictures of the EMTs crowding around his body with his mask being taken off him live. Uh, it would have been like all over. Metal Sucks would have wrote a bad paragraph about it. Um, I think, I don't know, is that enough sports talk for this week? Do we need to talk about some NFL? No, we don't. Yeah, the game. Has, have they started yet? Yeah, Run week three football. already. Yeah, That's fine. I, I Like right before I called you guys on the phone i was putting in a parlay for <laughs> for the games this afternoon <laughs> um i'm gonna win i'm gonna win uh so moving on a little bit um there's uh, there's some other shit that we saw that i guess we gotta we gotta talk about uh where do you want to start jordan well you said you had a couple of things i'll, I'll let you dictate what happened yeah okay yeah uh i mean i can do that i know how to talk um do you know who mina caputo is Yes, I do. The vocalist of Life of Agony. Yeah. Um, would When's the last time you kept up with Mina, I guess I would ask? I feel like we talked about her a few years ago saying something stupid, but of course I can't remember it now. We probably did, I guess. But yeah, it's we, a lot of people do stupid things. That's kind of the human condition. It is. I suppose going back Life of Agony, the 90s. Sort of metal, sort of hardcore, hard rock band that uh, from New York who, you know, only in, in my experiences, I know at least a few people who have stated that they were a very important band for them. Uh, I think they came out at a time where they were like very honest about subjects that didn't get sung a lot about, especially in harder music, uh, like parental abuse, uh, issues with drug problems. Uh, self-loathing, all that sort of stuff, being lost as a teenager and a kid. So 
uh, pretty influential in that right. Eventually, uh, Mina left. They got a different vocalist for like one album and tried to have like a more right radio rock friendly sound. Kind of disappeared. Came back in the early two thousands, and they've been around since in like one form or another. Occasionally putting out an album, mostly playing shows in like Europe, a lot mm-hmm. of festivals, that sort of thing. Yeah. So they're around. They still do their thing, you know. I'm never going to reach the same level of importance and uh, excitement from people, but they're around. And over the past few years, came up in the news again when uh, Mina came out as a trans person, and uh, they've just been around since as a band and kind of a nostalgia act. Uh, that is true. Um, so I guess we, I haven't really kept up with Mina, but, uh, she, she's active on Instagram. Um, you know, very as, active as, uh, older people tend to be <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. Very active. You know, a lot of her posts tend to be more self-reflective. Uh, a lot of it talking about like personal happiness and that's all well and good. And then occasionally a little political post comes up, uh, a questionable like on certain things. I did find out on Twitter that she had retweeted uh, congressional idiot Lauren Boebert about something particularly stupid, like uh, Biden's burning America or something like that. And it's when you're retweeting those types of people that you really do get concerned. It's not just a generic sort of person it's a this is a very stupid person and you think they have a good point like that's when the break should be screeching for you but uh, this instagram post that also ended up on twitter from mita was uh, kind of surprising and now makes me think she's the caitlin jenner of heavy metal in that she says it's not about sports anymore wakey wakey or inclusion it's intrusive not inclusive it's all about politics, rule, and divide. All trans girls should be ashamed of themselves for competing against biological women. I think it's absolutely F-hideous. I'm completely against it. Everything about it is completely ass-backwards, just like the entire administration. Personally, I never front, a bio- I never front on biological women. Trans women like at Lake Thomas are frauds, basically disrespecting the divine feminine. It's entitled male patriarchal behavior slash attitude that's enabling this kind of fuckery, especially after going through male puberty. I call them transposers. I'd never disrespect the divine feminine. MFs need to check themselves. Love a trans woman. So what is F hideous? I assume it's just fucking hideous. Just. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, let's, it's, let's the new rap, our, it's the new rapper from the guy from E-Town Concrete. Yeah, let's censor ourselves in that regard, but say all the rest of that stuff. Um, you don't really love to see this kind of thing. Uh, this seems to me like, uh, you know, throwing, uh, throwing other folks under the bus uh, to get out and say that you're actually one of the good ones, uh, but it's the other ones that are bad. And I think trying to appeal to maybe the dumbest and most violent people in our society yeah. uh, that way is maybe not a great, not a great thing to do. It's like, when have you ever heard about um, trans athletics takes from anybody you respected? Not like out in the world? once. <laughs> never, never. I'm uh, not, I don't even give a shit about women's swimming. Like, that nobody, 
Like, seriously, like, women's sports only comes up as a cudgel to, like, tell a really shitty, bullshit, fucking hack-ass joke about how nobody watches the WNBA or to just, like, shit on trans people. That's it. Right. It's, um, it's just, like, smooth-brained, uh, and I don't know, it always comes from a place where it's like, well, what about spaces for women? I don't, shut up. You don't, never once have you cared about that. Yeah, you don't, you don't give a shit at all. Like, right. uh, who is the fucking uh, weirdo that put child porn in his uh, anti-trans documentary? Alex Jones. Uh, was it, I think it was, uh, fuck, who's the other one? Matt Walsh? Oh, yeah, he's I, one of the bad ones, too. I, Alex Jones had put child pornography into the things he had submitted for his trial. Jesus Christ. To, like, mess with lawyers or some insane weirdness. Yeah, that's a great way to mess with lawyers <laughs> into spending some time behind bars, I guess. Uh, but like, um, I think it was Matt Walsh was one of these guys that like, uh, objected to a movie theater doing a women's only screening of a movie and like was suing them because like, whatever, like you're, you're, it's sexual discrimination. It's the same kind of people who are like, we need to respect women's spaces. And that's why we need to like have a pogrom against trans women. It's just like, I, Maybe you should just fucking put a gun in your mouth. I think that would be the best solution here. Yeah, he's one of the worst ones and libs of TikTok. They're like actually endangering individual people. And now their new thing is uh, accusing children's hospitals of like forcibly uh, changing children's genders to the point where there's bomb threats and people are getting arrested for these things. It happened here at the Boston Children's Hospital just a few weeks ago. Oh, fucking Dumb. I mean, like, yeah, like, dumb. was it Rania Chonik or something? I think that's the libs of TikTok lady's name. Like, pretty sure she's a real estate lady in New York who, I don't know, just does this for political ambitions, maybe. Uh, but these are, you know, intelligent people who are bad because they their entire pro- their entire project is to whip up the most goon like people in America. Uh, into committing acts for them, uh, and if you fall for it, boy, I think it says a whole lot about you know your your level of function within within these United States. But uh, I, I, all of you, just get into a fucking hole and stay there. I think that would be the best solution. It's just like mani- malicious manipulation from yeah. right. just it's so stupid. Yeah, it's it's just a different flavor of QAnon or Satanic Panic or Gay Panic or any of these other things that uh, a few cruel but uh, intelligent people manipulate idiots and the stupidest among us and the most violent among us. And people like Mina Caputo shouldn't uh, be thrown in with these people and agreeing with that. Yeah, you, you, and- you're, you're, you're a trans woman. I think that maybe like it's a good idea to – have some fucking solidarity uh, rather than side with this goon-like mob that will not give you a fucking chance. <laughs> do, you like think how, they, do you think they won't beat you to death, Mina Computer? Seriously. You're yeah. with them? It, it really reminds me, like, one of the strangest things years ago when we did that reporting on uh, Terrorizer magazine. Uh, do you remember when we, we did those posts? Yeah, you posted about how they disappeared and people had lost all their money on subscriptions and writers hadn't gotten paid. Then they showed up, oh, actually, we're not gone. Here's another like online article and maybe like one more issue. And then they disappeared again. Disappeared again. At the time, yeah. uh, the owner that oversaw the death of Terrorizer magazine was one of the 
it, this was in 2018 that we were doing this. And in, in some ways, I should have been more aware of what was going on because this was really a foul uh, sign of what would come. Uh, the owner of uh, Terrorizer at that time was uh, Miranda Yardley uh, in the UK, uh, a trans woman who is uh, well-known uh, among the mums net crowd there as being a vehemently anti-trans trans woman. Uh, like, full in... Uh, with like, yes, we need to exclude these people from our public spaces. You're not safe uh, with your children around them, that kind of shit. Uh, so, you know, we've seen over the years, um, like really the the white hot center of anti-trans politics being the UK uh, and having this weird, uh, this weird part of a figurehead of it coming from there as well. Uh, Miranda uh, mercifully got banned from Twitter years ago, so you don't see her that shit very often. <laughs> yeah. And yet, libs of TikTok is still around. I, th- I honestly think with a lot of these things, you know somebody. You mm-hmm. know somebody, or you're providing some kind of benefit to somebody. It's the same. I mean, Facebook is fucking unusable and has been for years because, I mean, essentially the board agrees with the the worst actors there. They they just want their advertisement clicks. They don't care who's doing it and. They know that these people are never leaving their website and check it 500 times a day and interact with everything, so they keep it around. Yeah, I think in the, in the case of the um, the terrorizer editor or whatever, it's it, it, small potatoes. She had said something very dumb and bannable, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was just a very easy thing, whereas I think someone who would run libs of TikTok would kind of know how to skirt that line and – Maybe the people in their comment section say stuff that gets them banned all the time. Oh, yeah. But, to, but the, but, the, yeah. Uh, the libs of TikTok uh, lady, she went on a spree of deleting old tweets when she really blew up when she was featured on like uh, fucking Tucker, Tucker Carlson and shit after she got quote unquote doxxed. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you. I hope nothing but bad things come to you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what I'm this is a long way of saying this. Like, uh, Mina. Reconsider. <laughs> yeah. Or just shut the fuck up. Say nothing. Just stick to River Runs Red and don't say anything else. Just uh, shut the fuck up. Like, that's, and that should be the theme of the show. Just shut the fuck up. Shut the just fuck sh- up. <laughs> shut up. Just be quiet. Think, evaluate your opinion really, really hard. And you can keep it. You can think whatever you want. But, but but honestly, just take an inventory of the statements you're making and, and who they could hurt and how they could hurt you and, and just really consider that. And then don't do it if it, it – just do some sort of cost-benefit analysis, some risk management. Fucking please. I think if you have an opinion you know, that uh, like this, it would help to you know, whisper it into a bottle – and then release it into the sea. <laughs> Let it say it to a dove and throw it in the air. Shut up your ass. <laughs> shut up. Mino Caputo, just shut up dot com. Oh, love it. Um yeah, man. Pretty uh pretty pretty dumb stuff, pretty vile stuff, I would say. Uh before we we have a little bit of time left on this episode, and I I, I save this for later because uh, if we if we had the opportunity, I could have done an hour on this alone, uh, and we would have lost listeners on it for sure. Um, have you guys kept up with Metal Sucks? 
we can end the episode here. We can do that. We're not gonna though. I got an axe to grind. It's all sharp, man. It's it's been okay. ground. Um, okay. Zoom, zoom. You've been waiting on this one for I, a couple months. Now. I have. Yeah. I really have. And this this one presented a perfect opportunity for me. Uh, for folks that don't follow the business end of fucking metal blogs, good for you. I'm glad that you have a well-adjusted <laughs> life. Yeah, I, I think that it's good that you like go to your kids' little league games. <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I hope you have fun with your neighbors at like barbecues and shit. I didn't get that option because I got born with a bad brain, so I know <laughs> these I'm, things. I'm going to a barbecue after this. So. Well, good for you. <laughs> yeah, because I don't care about the business end of blocks. You're just gonna crack open a Budweiser, be like so. About uh, the PRP, you hear about that? <laughs> I I used to care about the business end. I used to have a blog with AdSense. I used to be able to call in the next room, Honey, I made $11 this week. It was incredible. Well, for folks that don't know, um, the network of blogs that constituted the Blast Beat Network, uh, helmed by uh, Vince and Axel from Metal Sucks, uh, that extended into Metal Injection, yes. Lamgo. What, what you all know this shit. Uh, what you might not know is they sold the shit to the Orchard Group. And actually, yeah. if you listen to this show, you should know this shit because we talked about it. Yeah, nobody emailed us. Yeah, not one. Uh, so the Orchard Group owns all of this stuff. Uh, to I don't know, I don't know what their ends are, but I'm sure that they're sinister. Uh, so that means that uh, you know Vince and Axel and all of these guys no longer write for uh, Metal Sucks, which means that we got a new uh, cast and crew. Uh, and I've been following it, you know, on and off for months now. And it, Jordan, did you ever read Deadspin? I did before they, whatever happened with the Univision and the guy who ran Gawker who was very incredibly stupid during the Hulk Hogan trial. Yeah, AJ Delario, oh, AJ Delario yeah. really fucked them all in the ass. <laughs> yeah, they, they ran the Hulk Hogan sex tape. And then during the trial, I remember specifically him being like really flippant a- answering questions. I think one of them, the prosecutor said something along the lines of like, would you post uh, a 10 year old, a video of a 10 year old, uh, a sex video or something like that. And he's like, well, not a 10-year-old or something like that. I was like, dude, yeah, you he, don't understand how I th- I serious think he said he, he was joking. He was like, maybe a 15-year-old or something like that. Yeah, just like- but you, that's not the time for making jokes. And <laughs> Gawker and all those websites uh, collapsed in on themselves and have been bought out a few different times. Uh, I know Deadspin, <laughs> like, there was unionization issues, and a lot of the actual good writers left. Yeah, so Deadspin uh, got dropped by Univision, uh, picked up by a venture capitalist named Jim Spanfeller, uh, who fired everybody. Uh, and the folks that uh, – it was in one day. He fired uh, the lead editor, and then everybody quit uh, the same day. Uh, so uh, Zombie Deadspin has been continuing on for years now. And I, I like through muscle memory, I type in Deadspin when I hit a fucking browser URL bar just because I had done it for so many years. And so I read some of the worst writing online on this zombie version of Deadspin, like guys that can't string together two sentences to save their lives. And I'm just like, God, how did this happen? Well, now I get that experience of reading uh, Metal Sucks. <laughs> Uh, so uh, one oh, of the uh, the no. new writers that we've got here uh, goes by Hesher Keenan. Uh, the headline here from September 19th uh, at 4.23 p.m. 
Behemoth's live stream was nearly shot in Kiev as, quote, a very important political statement. Let me read that again to you. Behemoth's live stream was nearly shot in Kiev as a very important political statement. So that headline there, what does that say to you? It didn't happen. Correct. A very important political statement was therefore not made. <laughs> there was, there's no news here. Um, all right. I'm going to go ahead and read this whole thing, and you're, you're all going to fucking have to squirm in your seats. You bought the ticket, take the ride. <clears throat> Hopefully you guys would remember something as kick-ass as this. But last week saw Behemoth's livestream event of songs from their latest album, Opus Contra Natrum, that was shot on top of Warsaw's Palace of Culture and Science. It was a killer performance, and quote, a middle finger to those pigs, according to Adam Nurgle-Darsky. Well, Which pigs? Yeah. <laughs> he's... he's <laughs> I can't say that one. You can. All right. Well, it turns out that the show almost had an even more political undertone attached to it, as Nurgle originally wanted to be a big fuck you to Russian President Vladimir Putin. During a recent interview with Rock Sound, the band chose the Warsaw location because they wanted to do something big around the release date of the album. Old Nurgi says here, I'd been talking about that for months and months, throwing around different ideas. We even had an idea to go and perform somewhere in Kiev, Ukraine. Yeah, we were actually making contracts and some productions out there. We were thinking not only can we make an artistic statement, but we can also make a very important political statement. I use my platforms. I use the stage and in interviews. I take the opportunity to mention things that I consider very relevant and righteous. So we were thinking, maybe we should fucking go to Kiev and do it on top of some building. Maybe if there's a bombing, we should fucking go underground like you two did. Bono and Edge, they performed in a metro underground. And we were just bouncing back all those ideas. But eventually we ended up doing it in Warsaw because it made more sense logistically and economically. Uh, Even though that was still kind of fucking pricey. We returned back here to Hesher Keenan saying, while Kiev is relatively safe from the general fighting that's been going on throughout Ukraine over the last several months, that doesn't mean the capital city's been completely sheltered from attack. In recent months, the city's been hit with Russian bombs, so having the Polish extreme metal act on top of a sky rise in a literal war zone may not have been particularly enticing to their record label. Ultimately, the live stream we got was fucking awesome and hopefully worth whatever money the band shelled out to get it done. Nurgle said he hopes that sort of commitment to the fans will pan out. Speaking of which, here's Behemoth and Arch Enemy. They're touring these dates in November. Check them out below. No. (laughs) That's all right. This is some next level dick riding where this guy says it would have been cool to do this thing as a fuck you to fucking Vladimir Putin, but we didn't do it because it would have cost money. Uh, but it would have been cool if we did, and this guy is like, hell fucking yeah, brother! <laughs> I'm going to make this public announcement uh, on the podcast. Uh, you know what I should do? I should punch Vladimir Putin right in his fucking face! Ooh, That'd be sick as fuck. Dude, aren't I awesome? It's like there is there is a distinct difference between uh, talking about hypothetically doing something and actually doing it. I feel like that's something that people with like object permanence can understand, <laughs> but we're not there just, yet. <laughs> just the toddler pointing at the taller glass. That's <laughs> <a little> fucking. <laughs> 
It's like it, you're back in high school and your friend went to a signing with Britney Spears. He was like, oh, I was totally going to fuck her. I totally fucked your dog. <laughs> no, you didn't. But it would have been awesome. <laughs> I haven't the cool, people right? of Ukraine suffered enough? They don't need behemoth there. I was just thinking, like, man, poor fucking people in Ireland didn't need Bono screaming at them in the underground. <laughs> oh. The funny thing about uh, I've seen Behemoth has a new album. I've seen more people talk about how no one's talking about how they have a new album than like people praising it. Huh. Maybe it says something about where the band is at at this current stage. I think they've plateaued, and uh, I'm okay with that. I'm yeah, okay I with it, we too. We all are. Jesus I, Christ. I just, I'm still in awe of this fucking article, man. Like, what is your deal? Like, it, if this kid is, like, 19 years old, it makes a little bit more sense, and I I would understand where he's coming from a little bit because you're young and you, you don't understand ironic det- detachment yet. Uh, that being said, this is very bad and you need to learn right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it, and it really just kind of goes with anything that is, is published in terms of a Nurgle opinion. It's all just fucking fluff, man. He, he makes a lot of statements and he really has nothing, nothing whatsoever to back them up. It's um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of talk and it's, uh, it's no substance, and it looks like Jordan is sending a picture in the chat. Oh, Behemoth man. has a new look. Yeah, some uh, like 1940s football gear. It's um, it's like uh, I don't know, uh, medieval BDSM gear. I guess they got cloaks. He, they got face he has, grills. He has an inverted Jesus on his face. This is, yeah, that's the centerpiece there. I don't want to sound like my parents circa 1998, <laughs> but I'm going to do it right now. Uh, this is exactly what my folks would have said in 1998. Typically, a band that can write a good song doesn't need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I really just don't, like, my eyes glaze over when someone who's into metal just starts going like says like oh behemoth man i want to show oh man they're so fucking good i don't get it musically even i don't get it uh stage show garb whatever they they never did it for me not once for me either it's it's been consistently one of the dullest uh successful bands in extreme metal for me you all remember like the gnarly uh kind of skullet mullet he had and wore a leather dress on stage and that was kind of the behemoth i grew up with anew with the stupid plate armor or whatever and it was like all right fine it's it's not black metal but it's kind of trying to be and it uh it's just this sort of overly uh i don't know it's like lower on the frequency scale death metal something like that i can't fucking think of how behemoth should sound there was, there, was an art, there was an article just recently where he talked about how uh, the band changed their sound from their earlier black metal stuff to whatever death metal-ish, black-ish stuff they do now. And he's like, people sent me death threats when we made the change. And I'm like, 
No, they I didn't. remember you lying about being kicked out of the YMCA. I don't believe that you received <laughs> yeah. death threats. Nobody sent yeah, you no. death threats because nobody fucking cared about early <laughs> no behemoth. One, no one cares. And uh, um, I, I love it. I love it when people publish this whole statement. It was like, I was getting death threats. Yeah, welcome to the fucking internet. Every, <laughs> join the club. Dude, we all three of us have gotten death threats frequently. It's fine. I haven't, I haven't gotten a death threat in years now, dude. Well, we stopped talking about uh, Death Metal Underground. That's why. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I assume that the I assume that the writers of Death Metal Underground are all dead now in uh, you know uh, FBI uh, attempted hostage situations, <laughs> or they uh, were conscripted to the Russian army and they're in a ditch somewhere, right? <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> Oh my god, how fucking funny is it one day you're writing for Death Metal Underground and the next day you get fucking domed. <laughs> By a Ukrainian Nazi. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. It's like, you guys believe the same things. <laughs> yeah. um, wow, what a fantastic life we've lived. <laughs> what a roller coaster, man. You're going to go to your barbecue now and people are going to be talking about the Patriots and you're going to be like, yep. Yeah, it's just not going to compare, man. I'm sorry. No, no, man. I'm gonna. I I put this barbecue together. There's not going to be a single pads talk amongst us. All right. Well, I'm going to hold no. you to it. All right. I promise. Um, so, yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bruno. I didn't want to interrupt do hit, you. Do we have four minutes? Okay. Um. I, I have ground my axe. I have said my piece. Uh, I have completed uh, my contractually obligated uh, commitment to this podcast. So I'm opening up yeah. to you, gentlemen. All right. I have. Give me. We we can be on this for four or five minutes. Okay. Um, while we're at Metal Sucks, and I was just observing the very poor quality, I did see an article I really liked. Um, it's uh, Ted Nugent, who really isn't metal and shouldn't be on Metal Socks, but he's here anyway because he's got like a sword in the background of his uh, uh, cast here. So Ted Nugent hates drug users and overweight people. We need to be a nation of warriors. That's the headline. So uh, here's what he said in a recent interview. Hey, America, what the hell are you eating? I've never seen so much blubber on the streets of this country <laughs> since I was in the Prince of Wales Island watching pods of whales surface. And if that's, that's a, offensive that's a, to people, that's a fucking that's a great quip there, man. You ought to write that it, one down. <laughs> it kind of is. If that's offensive to some people, I'll tell you what's offensive to God. You wow. destroying your sacred temple with toxic <laughs> non food with ingredients which you can't pronounce in portions that would sink in the Bismarck. He continues. And I want you to I want everyone listening and you two gentlemen as well. I want you to evaluate what a typical Ted Nugent fan is and looks like before I get into this statement. I really want you to just picture that guy in your head. Uh, okay. To you be got honest, him? I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to put the pieces together and my man is actually too old his he's dying. He's dying in front of me. <laughs> right. He's old. But he think of the typical Ted Nugent fan and then I'm gonna I'm gonna say this quote from Ted Nugent that he just stated recently. Quote unquote how brain dead, how soulless does a human being have to be to put drugs, alcohol, and tobacco into your sacred temple, Ted continued. And if that's offensive to some people, you're offensive because that's insane behavior. It's insane misbehavior. And you're costing the rest of us a whole bunch of tax dollars to cover your fat, unhealthy, uncaring, selfish ass. 
So those are the people that can't qualify to fight for this country because they'd rather grow blubber than to protect freedom. Hell yeah. That's offensive to some people. Tough shit. Wake up and treat your gift from God with a little respect for a change. You we need me, to be a nation of warriors. You give me the right. option of putting on some fat or going and fighting for my country. I know which one I'm taking every single goddamn day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to fucking main. I'm just going to stream Ben and Jerry's into my gullet. Coming from the guy famous for shitting his pants so he wouldn't get sent to Vietnam. Yeah, he yeah. also had that shit where he used to take amphetamines back in the day. Like, what... What are we talking about here? Also, this, this guy's whole, an addict. This whole thing like, with like respecting your your sacred temple or whatever—that's like shit that Satanists say. That's not like anything that's in the Bible at all. That's that's really fucking lame, dude. I got to be honest with you. This guy writes county fair music. Okay, like no, there isn't a single fan of Ted Nugent anywhere that's not waiting for their next cigarette right now. That is correct. Yes. Uh, and, you know, again, the guy that you, you have me picture, um, he is um, elderly. He is wearing a uh, Vietnam uh, vet uh, hat, even though he, uh, you know, served in Germany during the war. Uh, he is currently smoking a uh, Marlboro 99 Marlboro. Yep. through a trach hole in his throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's fucking fat. <laughs> With a Make America Great Again hat, he's got a he's got a Trump twenty twenty two t shirt, and his man titties are stretching it out. The logo is fucked. That guy is fat, and I'm a very fat guy. I'm a big boy, but like, I'm I'm also I also have the wherewithal not to be a Ted Nugent fan. A lot of us don't. A lot of us on the plus size men side of things, we're not we're we're, we're usually into stupid shit, and we love McDonald's, and we love Taco Bell. And we love Budweiser and uh, we love Ted Nugent. And, uh, you know, I I think he might alienate a couple people on this one. See, but the thing is, it's the same like Trump does the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's saying his fans are idiots or making fun of other people who look exactly like the people who are staring at him. And they don't care. They eat that shit up because he's talking about other people. He's not talking about me. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things like just the complete inability to look within uh, which I guess is a common trait here. Um, um, when the spotlight's on you, you can't really see the crowd. I guess. I guess. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I'll end it there. I know that was more than a couple minutes, but come on, I had to. <laughs> we had to say it just happened. Uh, this, these comments came out like Thursday, maybe. So I mean, so he does. He does a pod. I think he does like a daily podcast now. If you really want to. Yeah, he does the what is it called the fucking the nightly nuge. Oh God! Uh, well, wanna... he lost he lost every listener he had on this one. Well, um, I'm going to become I'm going and I'm uh, subscribing right now so I can uh, so I can stay up to date. Um, if you if you if you'd like a in your temple. if you'd like a vibe here though uh, his his nightly show is just a few minutes long, and to be honest with you, our show looking at looking at the metrics here, our show is probably right on par with what he's getting for listeners. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, That's fantastic. Well, uh, I, I hope uh, I'm going to, we're going to put, you know, I'm going to find where I can find his people. I'm going to find it and I'm going to link them to this article. Like I'm going to go to any comments on that show and be like, look what Ted Nugent is saying about exactly y'all. 
stand in the parking lot of a Harley dealership and just show it to people on an iPad. <laughs> I don't want the Harley dudes touching my iPad. <laughs> God. All right. That's it for me. Anything else? Uh, Jordo, you got anything? That's nah, enough. That's nah, enough. Let's, Let's get go. the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, like we said, uh, subscribe to us on patreon.com slash toilet of hell. Toilet of hell. Patreon. Check us out. Subscribe for bonus content. And uh, just keep on listening, man. Keep on listening to this show. We're going to keep pointing out every week. And uh, look, I'm, I'm not going to be here uh, for quite a few days on the uh october spooktacular episode so i'm looking forward to my break and i'm gonna rest and relax and come back ready to keep on putting out the mediocre content you all know and love for me so thank you all guys very much you know have a great week keep it metal we'll see ya bye everybody bye
You're listening to 66.6 FM, Radio TOVH, The Flush.